Welcome to Following the Fire, a podcast for Christians who are rethinking their faith and need a safe place to doubt. As we wander through the spiritual wilderness, we want to find and follow God wherever the pillar of fire leads. And just like God's people in the Bible, we get lost, we miss the point, and we don't have all the answers. But maybe that's okay. We're on this journey together. I'm Nathan. And I'm Steve. Even on my heart. Nathan, 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 it is so fantastic to talk with you. It has been far too long. It has been uh, a very long time. It feels like, I feel like, um, this is what people who had blogs in the 19, no, in, two, in 2002 In the 1900s. Yeah. Every blog entry would be like, I know it's been a long time since my last entry. First you have to apologize and then you can just get into like, get into it. But Or those people on, on, on like a. Like TikTok or like Reels or whatever on Instagram. Yeah. Sorry, it's been three hours it's... since I posted. <laughs> I I took yeah, I like, was on a detox yeah. and it really worked and I'm just feel really guilty though because I was. <laughs> Meanwhile, Reels like, who are you now? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> uh, Nobody noticed. Nobody noticed you were gone. Well, I, we have I, I, we have actually had people contact us and say, "Are you guys gone?" And uh, I, it's just been exhausting. We we're talking about this right before we started recording, but yeah, past like I I took on a new role at work, and you did too. And suddenly, like we're responsible for more people and stuff. And it's, I've been exhausted, and I have been exhausted. Yes. So and I th- I think about this all the time. Like this could, I see how people could easily have doing a weekly podcast be their mostly full time job. Right. Yeah, totally. And when you already have a full-time job and and a life and et cetera. Yeah. At the same time, I, and I, uh, I know we, I, we both understand we're extremely privileged. It's like, Oh no, I get a promotion. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they just keep doing that to me. And yeah, yeah, well, it is what it is. Um, how you been? I've been broad, broad question. I, yeah. I have to think back now. Uh I'm always bad at answering how my weekend has been and now you're asking about things have been mixed. I love uh when the weather starts to get cool and we're we're just about to feel that. So I'm oh, excited yeah. for that. I don't like when it's dark when I wake up though for work and that's happening right now. Yeah, oh, it I've, is. I've been work has been super busy. Life has been has felt more stressful than normal, and then church has felt weird, weirder mm. than normal. So I'm still trying to figure out all of that stuff. And then every yeah. day, just you know, like my my current um, Trump derangement syndrome counter, I look up uh, court results to see what's on the docket for today, because you can see publicly um, the docket for Trump. The yeah, the Mar-a-Lago investigation. Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, I yeah. check it every day and then read read the <laughs> results. And then every day after that, I think, why am? Who cares? Why am I checking this? What do I think is going to happen? What am I learning from this? This is. I think I'm the last person that 
that is concerned about that. So <laughs> that's been my hobby recently is like, well, what, what are the justices saying today? Yeah, everybody needs a hobby. Yeah. How have you been? Uh, good, uh, I guess. Um, health's kind of stable-ish. Um, kids are back in school. My son is a uh, like loving band at high school in high school. Yeah, um, awesome. He's that's good doing the pet band thing in the in the you know in the in the the what's it, the bleachers? That's what they are. And high school he, is he, when like, it really yeah it really gets fun in high school. It does, yeah. And there's, there's like a lot of people involved, and it's not like just just the just the nerds. I mean, it's still yeah. the nerds, but that's fine. Yeah. Yes, but other than that, um, life just continues to move on and does not stop. I'd so I want just want my fantasy. I, I'm sure not, I'm not the only person is that I could have an extra day every week, eight days. Like everyone has seven, yeah. but I have eight, yep. and I have the day to myself, and I either get to catch up with the stuff I'm behind on, or I just get to. Just not do any of the stuff. Just exit the flow. Yeah, I, I, I that's that's what, actually when they say that I, I have regained. I feel like I've regained a lot of my week now that I'm not um, doing absolutely everything for church all the time. Because I didn't realize how much just <laughs> volunteering here and there just like sucks the life out of your your week. Man, um, I rem I remember Wednesday nights especially with young kid with one kid one young kid mm -hmm. i was i went almost every wednesday night maybe every wednesday night but i was always so exhausted i was just there to like mm -hmm. drop my son off and then slink down into a pew and just be exhausted right and, and sit there for a little bit oh yeah i remember that yeah i uh our old church has dropped Wednesday evenings completely. They, yeah, you heard that? They, it's, I'd they, never thought I'd see the day. I mean, it, that it's heresy. was a pretty old dog, and the question was, do you put it out of its misery, or do you let it die of natural causes? And what happened was, it died of natural causes about five years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and then they they decided to put it out of its misery. You know, they're they're a little bit late, but yeah, good. well, yeah. Interesting choice. Good choice. Broken clocks and all that. <laughs> uh, you mentioned church has been weird for you. Do you mind explaining what that is or like another time? Yeah. the. I mean, it's, it's so weird because I've, when I explain this to, to people, I don't feel like like my deconstruction my deconstruction happened in college. Like that was my big reckoning was you know, uh, mm. senior level bible classes and and the things that you learn in in those in a Christian school and being in the bible belt. That was the challenge for me. Yep. And then in the 2020s to now or maybe you know the 2016 Trump era um I didn't feel like my position was changing very much. It was just mm. the people around me. So, oh, okay. Right. I, I felt like the stable anchor, not the, 
the thing that's right. being tossed around. Hmm. Um, and I'm sure that if I compared myself to 2020 or 2016, that's not true. I am changing and adapting, but it didn't feel, I, I wasn't feeling that change. I was, it wasn't like fast for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of what people around me went through, especially my brother, but, and then seeing the reactions to that. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've developed a, just a very strong defense mechanism where I don't want to let people in, especially Christians. And that's the mm. whole point of church or at least, you know, I, I've been sporadically infrequently at, at attending church and what I get out of it is mostly intellectual because I'm oh. very comfortable in that space. That's where I, that's my safe space but I'm very uncomfortable with making relationships with the people that are in the building. Mm. So that feeling of that's the whole reason. That's what I believe church should be is the relationship part. Yeah. And that's what's uh, kind of the scariest to me has made it hard to put roots down that are meaningful or kind of walk into a new place with that vulnerability that is what you need to make that kind of church friend. Yeah, I think we're, Christy and I are experiencing that a little bit too. I mean, even though we've like, you know, we're members now and I'm doing a deacon thing, uh, I it's, it's, it is weird because, I mean, there's people around me that have all these connections with each other for years and um, you, you feel, I've never been one of the out group really, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even churches like when I went to college, or uh, when we went, when we lived in Colorado Springs, I we always I always knew somebody at the church already that pretty well, and they kind of like you know shepherded me through the meeting the right people and getting involved in the right things and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, one one kind of cool thing at at our congregation is we are going through the book. Uh, Do I stay Christian? Which um, I was shocked to 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 find that we were going to do that. I, think, I don't know if I mentioned that in a previous podcast or not, but um, that's that's been actually really really good and uh, kind of I don't know uh, what's the word um, um, can, uh, affirming. That's the word affirming to like how I'm what I'm processing through and I'm trying to figure out and. I mean, it's still so far away from getting it all figured out, but uh, I, I am kind of, <laughs> I'm getting close to being tired of the the deconstruction process. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is enough. Thank you. Can I stop now, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That does, that's, that's nice, though. I, now that you say that out loud, I do think that's a thing that is hard for me is... um. I, I want to talk about these things because they're interesting and they feel important. And I'm, I am working through what's happening in our society or what's happening mm-hmm. to, to the church. And I don't want to talk to the people I work with about that. Mm. I, I do everything I can to avoid all of the, the topics you're supposed to avoid at work. Right. Um, I don't want to talk to my neighbors about that. Um, 
and but then when I think of a of going to a church, I think that f- the people I'm imagining on the inside are pretend and you know so they're they're scarier than in reality, but I imagine them to be these these people where it's that feels actually the the least safe to talk about this stuff, especially as a new person. Mm. You know, I, I can talk to you or my family or my wife about this and you know like the all of the stuff behind the backstory. <laughs> the backstory. Um so if I but when I am in the new situation I kind of want to like be an insider. Um I want to you know usually I want to hide in the in the background but I want I wish I could have th- those conversations or even in a new church situation sit in the back row while other people have those conversations hmm. you know and it's a scary thing we we were we've been kind of slowly church hunting and uh um my wife used like google or yelp or yep. something and and found a church and we were driving there and i just popped it open and, and looked through a couple of things and i was like now, I'm okay with going here, but this is going to be like the Trumpiest church we've ever been to. No way. So, so, so prepare yourself. Um, it was like you know the USA America flag of freedom church or something, and um, so I, you know, I, I imagine the people there. It's this, none of this is true. Those people aren't like they're just regular people trying to do the best thing, but. I, I I think the imagined boogie Christian is is scaring <laughs> me away from from walking in those doors. So you ended up not going. Yeah, we went to a, like a another one that we thought might be safer. That was on the we, we like you know passed a sign and swerved into that into that <laughs> um, that one instead. Yeah. And it it was okay. I was. It's so funny. I was triggered the whole worship. And I'm not mm. usually a triggered kind of guy. Like, I feel like it can, but I just have, I think this like weird trauma. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's a process, obviously. And it takes longer than we want, but I mean, change is good. I think as long as you're trying to, trying to go the right way. I mean, I think we all are. My opinion has always been change is always bad and everything always gets worse. <laughs> so this stuff's pretty pretty hard for me. Speaking of which, it'd be nice if you could just take a quiz and know if you're right or wrong. Right. Like, to find out your state of theology. Exactly. The state of your theology. Well, I have good news for you. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Uh, So this, this, uh, uh, what is a survey? It's not really a study. It's this big survey that was done by the Legionnaire group 
Okay. Um, anyway, it's been kind of going around the, the social medias and, and the evangelical world a bit because there are some quote-unquote shocking revelations that um, have come about from this state of theology uh, survey that they did. And the if you want to f- follow along at home, it's thestateoftheology.com, all one long word. And uh, they they did a study uh, that's it's this in 2022, and they did one in it looks like they've got data from the UK in 2018. But for 2022, they have 35 questions that um, they had a bunch of evangelicals essentially around the country take this quiz and uh, or survey, sorry, and to figure out where they land on certain biblical, quote unquote, biblical uh, beliefs. And it's not, you know, warning ahead of time, it's not a uh, non-biased group. It's not. At all. Uh, Legionnaire.org is the is the the folks who kind of oversee this stuff, and that that Legionnaire was founded by um, R. C. Sproul, and you may or may not know that name, but R. C. Sproul is uh, he was a preacher in back in the day, and uh, he's very he's he kind of has a lo- a lot of his ideas were the foundation for. Um, the reformed movement, at least the modern reform movement, which is something, you know, having been kind of sequestered in the churches of Christ, like we were, I didn't know that so many of the, what I called mega churches. And when I grew up, all so many of these mega churches are really um, Calvinists. And I, I'm like, I didn't get that. I've run <laughs> into I, on, you know the weird part of Christian Twitter that is is all of my Twitter experience. A lot of people have said they're reformed or previously reformed, and I, I was like, like Luther. I don't think. That's yeah, I had to look it up. I had to look up what reformed meant because I yeah I was with you. I was with you. I'm like, like the Reformation. I don't get it. I thought they meant Lutheran, and they kind of do, but they kind of more mean Calvin. Little, yeah, um, so much more like, Calvin. Yeah, much like, and even the idea of original sin. I I grew up not believing in the idea of original sin because it's not in the Bible. But um, these folks do. So I I just point that out because the and the question is pretty. Uh, the, I think the data they got was accurate, but if like there's a data explorer thing on this website, and if you click on it and then you click on the the question name at the top. It gives you an answer that's like the right answer. Yeah, you should have said fa- this. It, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I, I looked at this and I'm used to reading. I've read a lot of polls. Um, mm-hmm. I'm used to like Pew Research and they do a lot of um, religious uh, surveys. And they're just like, hey, what's the, what's, what are people thinking? And this one is a survey in which then they're like, wrong. You answered wrong. There's a correct answer to that. Here's the scripture, and here's what we think the problem is. And uh, that, that was a pretty, pretty funny thing to to find out on on this. Uh, I, I hadn't I haven't heard the discussion around it, um, so I'm I'm kind of coming to this with with a not a whole lot of preconceptions. But um, 
I was, it took me aback. <laughs> yeah, I was with you too. Because like statement one, for example, is God is a perfect being and cannot make a mistake. So of those surveyed. Um, That's two questions, by the way. I <laughs> Did you ever have teachers that you like you get to a question and then you realize like the question is wrong? It's not. Anyways, that, that happened to me quite a few times. In this <laughs> one. So like that, that one, for example, like 30% of roughly 30% of Christians surveyed on this said they either somewhat disagree or they are strongly disagree or they're not sure. And the rest, the vast majority said, this is true. This is a true thing that God is perfect being cannot make a mistake. But if you click on the little true or false thing, it's like true. And it tells why and then the, what's in the Bible and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, so the the data explorer thing is kind of cool with the, because you can look at, you can filter by gender and region and all this kind of stuff if you're a data nerd. Um, but the thing, the reason this kind of started getting a little bit of press in the evangelical world was because some of the questions really shocked, like the, the, the way people answered really shocked some of the folks out there. Oh. Like, for example... God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And like 25% of people are like, yeah, sounds right. Of Christians, not just people. Yeah, and it's not Christians, it's uh, evangelical Christians. Right, yeah, true. Um, but I'm trying to get to what, what number was that? Three. Oh, that's why I started too far away. Yeah, there's this there's kind of this report where they're talking about what's what's troublesome about the trends and what's um what's encouraging about the trends and that's one of the questions that some of these are really interesting to me because of where evangelicals are split and where they are not split mm -hmm. so that was a really interesting one it, you know um, god accepts the the worship of anyone including Jews, Islam, and uh, Christians, and evangelicals were very split on that, but very united on certain other topics. Yeah, yeah. Like the original sin thing. 71% um, of the evangelicals they quizzed believe that we are born innocent in the eyes of God, so not original sin. Right. And 21% disagree uh, but I think if you look over the data explorer, it's number 15. Um, according to these folks, that is false. You are definitely born with sin. Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting the, the, the balance here. But anyway, what I want to do is I, I wanted to, uh, I want to go through the questions, and we can discuss them as we go. And I'm going to take the test as we go. All right. Survey. And um, hopefully you, you will not uh, be concerned for my soul afterwards. And my uh, – <laughs> I'm kind of like the in the baking show. I already have the the fully formed cake in the oven just waiting <laughs> to go. So I can't – I can't succumb to peer pressure here and change my answer to the correct answer. I didn't check what the correct answer is, but I'm pretty sure I did get the correct answer. 100. I think I scored 100. I think I got it correct. <laughs> you got it all right. 
I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, we'll see. Um, no, no judgment though, Nathan. So statement one, God is a perfect being and cannot make a mistake. And I'm, of course, I'm going to overthink this like, like yeah, you did. Yeah. And I'm um, watching you and you know that I answered so that all of this <laughs> is skewing the results. <laughs> this is not a scientific uh, approach that we're taking. This is a not a double blind. It is a single blind. You're blind and I'm not. <laughs> uh, well, at least, yeah. Okay, so uh, I I would have strongly agreed with that statement. My younger Steve, younger Steve would have strongly agreed. But I'm now kind of more in the direction of not sure. I'm going to say a four out of five. Between not sure and strongly agree. Okay. I like the the one percent of evangelicals that strongly disagreed. They're like God can do anything. That's what I think they're saying to this. God can make a mistake if he wants to. He's God. Oh, you know what I mean. It's like can yeah. God make a rock too big to heavy? Can't lift? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I remember like just baking my noodle in church camp when I was a kid. <laughs> Whoa, I don't know. <clears throat> okay, there's one true God in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I'm going to strongly disagree with that because I'm a heretic. Do you do you want to like share your answers along the way, or? Yeah, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to influence, but you know, I'll I'll speak out when I'm just like completely out. If, if, so if far, like I it. have not strongly agreed. I have somewhat agreed to both of these. I was like, yeah, probably. Um. So I'm. Uh... God accepts the they, worship of all religions. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say we're to the we're to the weird one. Yeah, God accepts the worship of all religions. Hmm. Hmm. Um. That's not a bad sure. question again. If they yeah, said all religions, which includes Scientology, it includes you yeah. know, and then they just happen to to mention the top three kind of like bona fide ones, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> See, I was going to say I, I disagree, but now, or that I agree, not strongly, but I was going to agree. I'm already influenced. But you, but then you said Scientology and that, that's, I don't know, that's a, that's a business. Can we, wait, can we say that without getting sued? Is evangelicalism not a business? Oh, touche. Yeah, that was, that was kind of cynical. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, pre- I'm, I'm gonna answer this as though Scientology doesn't exist, or like, yeah, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam is baby, what everyone's thinking. Baby about. eating stuff, but yeah, if we're yeah. just talking about those, those three, I'll say I agree, sort of. Okay, I said I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I truly I don't know, but I, I... see now I'm feeling bad. I should goodbye. No, 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 <laughs> see, I told, I, I, I told you I'm gonna influence you. <laughs> God learns and adapts to different circumstances. I don't need Sure, and I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, biblical accounts of the physical bodily resurrection of Jesus are completely accurate. This event actually occurs. So that's two questions again. Such a bad question. That is uh, two different statements. Because yeah. I... They can't be completely, completely accurate. Ac- right. They can't be completely they say- accurate because they, they disagree with each other in several ways. Yeah. Like, was there one angel? Was there two? Was when were the and all this stuff? The questions are um, problematic, but not to evangelicals. 
I, right. Because I, I, I'm, I can see the responses of evangelicals. So let me yeah, know I, I mean, I know that. the quote unquote right way to answer this <laughs> if, if, if I was an evangelical. But um, I am not sure that the event actually occurred the way it's described. Um, so I'm you're just going to say not sure again. Compl- strongly or somewhat? I'm just going to, right in the middle, not sure. Okay. I said I said somewhat disagree. See, um, I'm I was I'm between a two and a three, but I. But this was a, this was a strong evangelical, ninety nine percent agreed, completely yeah. accurate event actually occurred, and then one percent was not sure, and zero percent said, um, somewhat disagree. So we're out of the we're out of the camp on that one. Yeah, I th- I think. We were disagreeing with different things, though. You were disagreeing with this event actually occurred, and I was disagreeing with completely accurate. I was like, it's not completely accurate. <laughs> well, it's definitely not completely accurate. I, I, I think I was averaging the two. Okay, So sure. it's definitely yeah. not completely accurate, but I'm not sure if, it's a, if it occurred, so I'm going to go right in the middle. Um, is Jesus is the first and greatest being created by God. I strongly they disagree. They didn't this in Church of Christ school. <laughs> I did focus on this one. Well, it goes back to like the Nicene Creed, you know, like what is the nature of Jesus? Is he God? Is he, was he made by God? Is he in himself the stuff of God? First and greatest? uh, Yeah. Well, if, so I'm guessing that, how how did the, how did the evangelicals answer this one? They're, they're pretty, they're not, they're not evenly split. There's definitely a, There's three, three out of four would agree with that statement. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, orthodox, orthodox of that. The answer to that question is definitely not because Jesus is not understood to be created at all. Begotten, just, not created, not made. Right? right. That's in the Nicene Creed. Begotten. Right. Right. So he's, he's the same stuff of God that is like a, like, I don't know, like an amoeba splits or something? I don't know. Yeah, if you did spectral analysis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. Question seven. I, I strongly agree with that. God created male and female. Is, is that exclusive? Or, I mean, he did. Do you want did me to he? tell you the true or false answer? Oh, <laughs> it's a bad question. I'm sure. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly disagree. I said strongly agree. I was like, yeah, that's in there. Both created them all. Oh yeah, okay. I'm gonna say with strongly with slightly disagree, just because I I know what they're asking. I know, know what they're yeah they're, they're I know what they're getting at yeah. They're, they're being tricksy with these questions. The Holy Spirit is a force, but is not a personal being. I'm gonna disagree with that. Because I think it's neither one. Yeah. Okay. I I said I do not know. That's that's out of my. I'm gonna say I strongly disagree because the Holy Spirit is just a descriptor of a spirit of a holy God. It's not a thing. It's not a person. It's like saying you have a nice, calm spirit, Nathan. It's not. I'm not not talking about a different. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm talking about a different person. And evangelicals, so many of these uh, evangelicals, this is not an even split, but it's a 30-60 split. Yeah. 
Probably because they're such bad questions now that I'm looking at these. It's because they're bad questions, yeah. The Holy Spirit gives a spiritual new birth or a new life before the person has faith in Jesus Christ. This is the worst question. And this is just statistically, and I am a data nerd, this is statistically the worst question that they have. I'm going to disagree. The Holy Spirit can tell me to do something with which is forbidden in the Bible. This um, was my favorite question. I took a well, screenshot of this one. Really? Yeah, I'll I'll see if you answer it correctly. <laughs> can tell me to do something which is forbidden in the Bible. Uh, I'm not sure. I said strongly agree. Oh. Because there's all kinds of stuff forbidden in the Bible. And all of these stories where in Acts, I'm thinking about Acts. Okay, okay. They're like, D- no, dude, go eat that thing. Go meet with that person. That's, that's true. Mm. Tell, that, tell that eunuch. It's like, that's like explicitly forbidden in the Bible. I know they're not getting at that. Let's see true or false. No, can't, cannot, will not, would not, should not, <laughs> wouldn't tell you with a fox. In a box. <laughs> But that that discounts the possibility of any further. Well, no, I was gonna say any further revelation, but then the further revelation wouldn't disagree with itself because God doesn't change according to them. Well, yeah, you you start with the idea that none of it conflicts, and that there's not a there right. isn't a difference or process of change, and so right. that's how you know that something is true or not. Is I feel like this is the one that people are prepared for that nobody's ever going to have to run into like hey what if you think it's god talking to you but he's <laughs> telling you to murder like you know right. be prepared if it's not in the bible yeah. that's not god and that has never come in handy in my life once no the holy spirit has not no tried to trick me into eating shellfish or cheating on your taxes breaking the sabbath yeah Okay, question 12. Everyone sins a little, but most people are good by nature. Um, I'm going to agree. Yeah, I agree. Not I strongly, agree. but I'm... Very, very even split in evangelicalism. Yeah. Even the smallest sin deserves eternal damnation. Strongly disagree with that. Speaking of that, there's a, this whole thing right now. So you know the the Dahmer uh, series yep. came out or whatever. Yeah. And th- it's is like, he the Church uh, of Christ guy? Yes, he is. Okay, it's us. It's he, our fault. It's our fault. Well, I guess in the, in the, I haven't seen it because I just can't watch it. Um, but uh, I guess in the in the show, he is converted by some priest and. It's like with like a collar on the whole nine yards. I'm like, this was oh, like, no. I met the guy at Oklahoma Christian university who, <laughs> who baptized Jeffrey Dahmer. He's like, yeah, my buddy Jeff, you know? Yeah. And he was, <laughs> he was like country by country guy, you know, but. So, so the church he, of Christ folks are like, give us credit where credit is due. It was us. <laughs> but the, the conversation that's been going on around this in, in the, uh, E, 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 uh, deconstruction TikTok world is 
everybody's like up in arms like how in the world can they think that this like that, that he's going to heaven and somebody who is like the best person and, and does everything he can to follow God but like went to the wrong church building is not is going to go to hell yeah it's a, it's a valid question I mean it's hard to square that with uh, logic but I mean kind of like do you think of God as a lawyer right yes or no can you get off uh, on a technicality? I I try. I I would say no, but I think I was the way I was raised. It was kind of like that. It was the, the the theme of a courtroom was all over the place. Yeah. In 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 the way I grew up. But yeah. Anyway, that's a that's another big question about how how all that works. Fourteen. God counts a person as righteous not because of one's works but only because of one's faith in Jesus Christ. So like if you're a serial killer, that's your works. <laughs> right. See, so many of these questions, I, I'm, just wrong, well, I'm the wrong person to ask these days. I'm just so far off the rails. Um, I'm going to disagree. Number two. Yeah, I somewhat disagreed. Mostly because I don't think that's what Jesus thought. Mm-hmm. You know, like that they've got a true or false. This is, you know, um, but oh, what did they say? Grace alone and Jesus Christ alone. Yeah, makes sense. But Jesus well, was uh, like, Meh, or, you know, did you feed me and clothe yeah. me and visit me in prison? He, he literally said, you know, you said to me, Lord, Lord, and you didn't help the poor and the those in the prisons and stuff. So get away. Yeah. So, some of the some... things in, in these questions I'm going to come back to this later, but I wish there was more room for when they see that half of evangelicals are split. Mm-hmm. With, I mean, it's split half and half. They they just think half of them are wrong. Not right. Oh, you know, not that there might be some subtleties. Room. Yeah. Or we wrote right. a bad question, man. That's everyone is born innocent in the eyes of God. I strongly agree, even though that's wrong, according to them. Um, The Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths, but is not literally true. Bad question. Yeah. I'm going to... Is the Bible true or false? (laughs) (laughs) See, what do you mean by true? (laughs) What do you mean by the Bible? Yeah, right? I mean, knowing what they're asking, I'm going to say I'd strongly disagree. (laughs) Wait, I'm going to strongly... Yeah, I'm sorry. I strongly, strongly agree. Agree. Strongly agree. The Bible is 100% accurate in all that it teaches. Uh, disagree. Modern science disproves the Bible. Strongly disagree. This is a great question because you can get it wrong, so wrong that you end up on the wrong side of the question. <laughs> Explain. You can say, like, it sure doesn't. The Bible disproves science. Or you could be like, no, they, they they agree. And you just answered the same as each other. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Those two people agree. Sure don't. Well, I I don't think it disproves the Bible. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I said strongly disagree. But that was the that was the biggest evangelical response as well, was strongly disagree. Yeah? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... Oh, no, that makes sense. But... But from the wrong side, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, God chose the people he would save before he created the world. I'm not a Calvinist. It's a Calvinist, very Calvinist. Strongly question. disagree with that one. Very split. Hell's a real place where certain people will be punished forever. Strongly disagree. It will be a time when Jesus Christ returns to judge all the people who have lived. I disagree. This is huge agreement in evangelicalism. Ninety. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just by saying that I disagree with that at all, I mean, that, there's lots of comp- there's complicated reasons why, but saying that I would be kicked out of most churches. Yeah, I said I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Worshiping alone or with one's family is a valid replacement for regularly attending church. Yeah, I agree. Yep, this is very split in evangelicalism. Yeah. Very split. I mean, like like you were saying earlier, there's massive, massive benefits to being at church, but Christians should be silent on the issue of politics. I strongly disagree, which is strongly different than I used to believe. I used to think... It totally Wait, should stay out of politics. You, you think they should be silent or not silent? You should think they should be not silent. be silent. You're right. So the statement, I, Christians should be silent, I disagree with that. This is another one where you can circle so far that you end up agreeing with people that agree yeah. completely. You know, um, this This one almost exactly matched evangelical not evangelical the numbers are identical mm, really which i think is interesting wow every christian has an obligation to join a local church yeah disagree you're right we're getting near the end sex outside of traditional marriage is a sin Oof. i mean traditional marriage like it's like it's, it's like people saying question. right. Yeah. It's like people saying uh, the biblical model of marriage. Okay, like which one? <laughs> when Moses had several wives, or when Abraham like let his wife like gave his wife to the Pharaoh to have sex with, and I mean it's all over the place. And there's they didn't have marriage ceremonies. Uh, it's I'm gonna say uh, I'm either not sure or number two. I'm gonna say number two. I disagree. Abortion's a sin. Well, I disagree. Gender identity is a matter of choice. Strongly disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Very split in evangelicalism, but I think it's because, you know, I I think they were like. It's politically loaded. <laughs> it is politically loaded, yeah. The Bible's condemnation of homosexual behavior doesn't apply today. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe the Bible condemns homosexual behavior. <laughs> and that but, that's what applies today. Right. But I know what they're going at. I'm going to strongly disagree with that. Uh, God is unconcerned with my day-to-day decisions. I don't know anymore, to be honest. I was strongly sure. disagree. I was like, I think that's what he cares about. My my day-to-day, cons- like, yep, this other stuff, no. Premillennialism. Yeah. The Bible has the authority to tell us what we must do. I disagree. Religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. 
It is not about objective truth. Hmm. That's another two-parter. Yep. I'll kind of agree with that. The Bible is high, the highest authority for what I believe. I disagree. Well, nobody, nobody in the entire, they must have not given this uh, question to people. Nobody in the entire survey agreed with me on this question. It was a 0% uncertain. Really? In both things. I was like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say I disagree, but I, I don't know. Because part of the problem is I don't know what I believe anymore. <laughs> uh it's very important for me to personally to encourage non-Christians to trust Jesus Christ. So I, I, it's important for me to be an evangelist. Yeah. And I disagree. Jesus Christ's death on the cross is the only sacrifice that could remove the penalty of my sin. Hmm. Eh. I'm going to say disagree. Because... Some of these are pretty deeply into Calvinist belief where like, I feel like if you grew up that way, you'd know more about some of those. Yeah. And the only reason I'm waffling on this one is that I don't know what sin means anymore. I mean, that may sound stupid, but I'm, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like I've got I've got that in my notes. Yep. Yeah. And last one: only those who trust in Jesus Christ alone as their Savior receive God's free gift of eternal salvation. I strongly disagree. Yeah, okay. I strongly disagree with that as well. All right, that was all of them. Yep. I think I'll actually jump just because uh, we just uh, brought it up. So I was going to ask you, what is your biggest heresy? heresy according to the Nicene Creed or Church of Christ or the Catholic Church? No, no, Church just like <laughs> it's, uh, the one that you know. One that you feels know, most heretical? The, yeah, the one that feels the most heretical. That I don't believe that Jesus was literally deity. I don't think Jesus was God. I think that there are lots of ways that that was misinterpreted. I think the things that were written about him were uh, like the, the you don't see any in any hint of that until you get to John, which was written much later, and arguably not by John. And um, and the, I mean, I could go on with reasons why, but I and there's also the fact that when it says that he is the fullness of deity in bodily form, was that is that Corinth? Yeah, um, one of those epistles. Uh, Galatians, Colossians, Colossians, I believe. Anyway, where it is. Um, when it says that he's the fullness of deity in bodily form, that's always used to say, well, he is obviously God. But the way that the Jewish mind, the Jewish belief would go, would 
approach that is, is that he had he was carrying the, the carrying the authority of God even though he was a man and that he had he like like the son of like, man idea yeah kind of like a an ambassador goes to another country they're they are the 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 mouthpiece of that country and they're referred to as that country sometimes even though it's not literally the country or they're not the president but what they say is you know what i mean how does that uh dive down this rabbit hole and then come back but how does that change what you think about Jesus or his teachings or the, or the how does that change it for you i actually think that it makes the idea of him dying etc um for our our sins and all that i think that makes it much more impactful to my in my mind i think like the there's fact not that, a reset button for, like ha just kidding <laughs> well there's there's that and there's also all my life, I've always thought, was Jesus cheating? Because, you know, in Hebrews, he did nothing wrong. He was unblemished and all that. He was perfect, never sinned. And that's the example for us. I'm like, well, how is that supposed to be an example for me if he's God and... Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, it's if, like I, if, if it's somebody Superman who Superman never struggled with track and field. I was like, yeah, he's super. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, he could have like run slower, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, I know, that, I know, that, and there are lots of, there are lots of, uh, I mean, I know all the arguments, both directions on this one. Yeah. But to me, it makes it, if, if Jesus was a person who, um, actually had to struggle with this stuff, and had like 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 me, who went through the difficulties and stayed true and stayed faithful. That means a lot more to me than someone who, you know, they they knew it was going to happen. They're God. They they could have like you hit said you know, hit the reset button at any time. Right. There's it's like there's no there's no stakes. Yeah. So. It, yeah. It really is a that's why I don't like superhero movies is like the stakes don't ever feel real. They feel too yeah. big. Yeah. My, it, my biggest heresy is, and you, you pointed it out is just the way that I think about sin. My entire paradigm for what sin is doesn't mm-hmm. jive with how barely contact with Christian people think about sin and mm. and Christian people think about sin, which is like, if you go on Christian Reddit, eight out of ten answers are, "Is this a sin? If I do yeah. this with my girlfriend, is that a sin?" Right. You know, yeah. um, how far can I go? And it's like, you know, yeah. I'd recommend you log off of Reddit for three years. You know, as a seventeen-year-old, and come back later. But I feel like, and in this this uh, survey, there was like a sex outside of traditional marriage is a sin. Yeah, um, abortion is a sin. Um, but often just this idea of what is a sin and what is not a sin. I think that's almost always the wrong question. I agree. Is this a sin? Just stop it. You know, and when Jesus gets, gets asked about that, I think that he thought the same thing. Um, and that knowing what the list of things is, is missing the point. And I think why it's so heretical is that's, 
maybe what the Church of Christ does the best is knowing what is and is not acceptable. Knowing where to worship yep. in the family, in the in whatever. Um, yeah, and I kind of think like, who cares? That is that the point? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think knowing what is a sin or is not a sin gets you any closer to God. And it certainly it takes away, it gives you a checklist and a check and a clipboard. And I don't think that's the right approach to God. I yeah. don't think it's like yes, 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 no. You've got a ninety-eight percent, but that's what I think so many Christians believe, and then that has bled out into the society, into what, if you looked at the, the Simpsons, that's how I see what <laughs> non-Christians think of us. That's what they think it is, is um, there's a, a scale and there's sins piling up on one side and there's good deeds or something piling up on the other. And then it's just, is the balance correct? And then you get judged one way or another. And Christians, or, or in fundamentalist Christianity, Christian uh, Christianity, it's kind of like if there's one sin on one side, then that's the whole thing. But when Jesus comes in, there's not a change to how people deal with sin. It's still just the same list and the same. Okay, now you, now it's still just the same list. So yeah, I think I think they see Jesus as a a sin relief aid instead of Jesus telling them, no, you should be focusing on people. It's about your priorities, not about the laws. Get your priorities right. to line up with my priorities. They're not the same as yours. Um, so well, that's, and I've, I've, I've been really rethinking the concept of sin in general, because the more, the, the more I look into things, um, I really, uh, I think that, um, I really, I don't believe that there is a hell uh, anymore. I, I really do believe that um, that if there is if there is something after this, then we're going to. Uh, I don't. It's either that there's no hell, or that that hell is the annihilationist idea where we're just destroyed and there's no more. Yeah. The concept Not of eternal conscious torment. Right. The, the whole concept of God doing that and like the roasting you over a fire for eternity. That is not, that's that doesn't sound like a loving God. Um, but I mean, just think of how you would treat your kids. You might discipline them, but would you roast your son over a fire the rest of it forever? And and not, he he just feels it forever if he like used instruments in worship one time. <laughs> yeah, I I'm definitely a dabbler in universalism, but mostly just in I've kind of come to you know I'm much closer to John Lennon than I thought I, had, I would ever be. Where I just kind of think it if I pretended that that didn't matter what how do i live my life now but um i have noticed this if you've been steeped in in that belief your whole life and you're on the correct side the side that goes to heaven 
there's almost like this desire to justify or I don't want to classify it too too severely, but there seems to be a side that needs for it to be true that the other side is tortured forever and deserves yeah. it. It kind of makes you feel better. I, I mean, mean, it does make in a me weird feel way. better, but it's very, <laughs> it's very dehumanizing, and it makes yeah. the other side into not only do I disagree with you or do I think what you're doing is wrong, but God hates you kind of. Yeah. You know, or or you're you're going to get what you you deserve, and so why should I? This is not what people say out loud, but I just wonder if that's the why should I treat you any better? You're the enemy. You're going right. to get what you deserve then, and I should give you what you deserve now. And that it's weird how the fruit of that theology can turn into that. That I don't think most people think about that, but yeah, I, it's also the the situation the the issue of how. I'm starting to think about my faith and a lot more pragmatically than I used to because for so long my f- Christian faith has been a uh, sin management faith. Yeah. The gospel of sin management. And when you do that, it's a very self-centered idea because it's all about you getting to heaven and sure, you know, you're supposed to go to teach other people, but why are you going to teach those people? Because you're told to, and if you don't, then you're sinning, and it's all about you again. And I know there's some, you know, there are edge cases, but um, and when it's you're very, focused on... It's very self-centered and individualistic, and I think it's easy to be caught up then in your your own failings yeah, and you don't have to spend any time or have any responsibility towards people around you. Right. When you're all, when you're focused on getting to heaven, then also this earth doesn't matter. There's people around me. That's, I mean, if they're going to go to hell, I guess it's too bad, you know? And I don't care about the the environment. Uh, I don't care about lots of things because it's all going to go away and be, restored quote-unquote and so i think think that's a really dangerous path to go down that's part of what i mean too by kind of my heresy around the idea of sin is i think that i think it actually you know if sin is falling short in some way is driving a sin is using gasoline a sin is living Mm -hmm. um above the median income a sin is um and I think just the answer to that's not very helpful for, you know, it, it doesn't mean what I, what I think a lot of people mean by that. It's more like, how can I, it's easier to think, how can I live in a way that I'm glorifying God or how can I reflect God's priorities in my life? And then who cares what is a sin? Like that. Yeah, I do. Th- I, I'm, I remember I mentioned a while back the John Philip Newell book called Sacred Earth, Sacred Soul. Um, he's, he came to speak at our church uh, in May. And what he was talking about in, when, in his presentation when he was here is, somebody, I think somebody asked him about sin, uh, uh, but, or he was talking about it in his, in his talk. But he was basically saying that to him, 
what is his understanding of things is if the if the creation is sacred and God has imbued himself into all things and people are sacred um our souls are sacred then sinning is when you're just when you're doing harm to something that is sacred oh, that, that, that was that was an interesting thought I wish that that question had been in the survey. I think that's something that was missing from maybe my theological formation was, um, do you believe that people of all age, gender, creed, background, whatever, deserve a special kind of respect because they were created in the image of God? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do you believe in the concept of imago Dei and that's what and and what do you do as a result of that i think that that's missing from and what and i also like what i really liked about his view of things is the earth is part of that yeah not so if you're if you're mistreating and hurting um the environment if it's truly something that god made and then it's it's a holy thing then why are we treating it like crap just like you wouldn't treat a dog. <laughs> like people who treat animals horribly, like I, I can't I can't abide that. <laughs> it's like right. I will have nothing to do with you if you are an animal abuser. Because there's something there's something in people that they, they they'd rather like there's a website, uh it's something like along the lines of uh does the dog die at the end dot com or something like that. <laughs> so it's like you, it's like all these listings and it's just like, yes, no, you know, <laughs> yeah. is it, how many Old animals killer. die in this movie? And right. the, there's no concern about how many people die. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Right. But does the yeah. dog die? And so pe- people are very concerned about animals. We, we have this to drive and this need to take care of the earth. I mean, hey, yep. it's in Genesis one or two about we need to, we are, our job is to take care of the planet. So if we're not doing that, then we are sinning but because we're going against, we're destroying something and treating it as, as uh, filthy, the thing that is holy and treating other people is the same way that way. It's disposable. It's going to burn up, get a new one. Right. It's a spoiled right. kid. It's like a, if you break your Nintendo, you get a new one. And I used to I think have... that the well, last thing on this point, I used to think that um, it didn't matter what your concept of the end times was. That right. like, uh, who cares if it's a thousand years, whatever, you know, what this means, blah, blah, blah. Just, it's going to happen. What's going what's to happen is going to happen. But when you think that it's all going to burn away and it's it's pointless, then it does, yeah, it does it impact, impact things. Yeah, your theology, I, I'm the same way. I don't think it matters for where you end up, but it can influence how you live and how you treat people. Right. Sure. So I, I was going to say um, one thing that I want to point out that jumped out to me, I was looking, and this has been a theme in our show, obviously, is I was looking at the gray answers, which is mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So um, the first thing I did, I dove into the data and just looked at evangelical versus not. And surprise, surprise, um, evangelicals are pretty sure of stuff. Even when... <laughs> uh, and in fact, there was no um, 
let me make sure I'm right about this. Okay, I'm not good. Evangelicals um, on almost every question were more certain, meaning nobody chose the I don't know answer. Right. Than, than the average on every question, even when the evangelicals were completely 50-50 split. Really? So they were just certain on one way or, the, or you know, on the other side of the mm. issue. And there people still answered, I don't know, who are evangelical, but statistically significantly less than who are not, which I think means something. And But then I dove into, like, demographics, age, college, um, education or not. Right. Um, and I thought this was really interesting. I don't know what it means. I'll see if you, you can synthesize it for me. <laughs> okay. So, one of the 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 um, categories was income over a hundred thousand dollars or more. So a hundred thousand dollars or more income. Mm. So, uh, if you are an evangelical who makes a hundred thousand dollars or more, on every question, the uncertainty drops compared to a, right the the typical population. The, or the uncertainty the evangelicals. drops. Uh, so certainty increases less, less uncertainty. So evangelical. Oh, so the more money you, make, money you make, the more you're sure. The more you, you make, the more you are sure. Okay. And sometimes hmm. it's significant, like uncertainty drops by more than half. Hmm. Just comparing evangelicals to evangelicals. So the more you make, the, I guess, the, I don't know, the more you know. And the, <laughs> right. So yeah. that would make sense. But then I looked at if you're not evangelical and you make more than $100,000, uh, your uncertainty increases. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Hmm. So rich evangelicals are like sure of themselves, sure of their place in the world, and they know the answer to the theological questions. Hmm. And I think there's something to like, they are living out the dream of, health and wealth and they deserve to be where they got and all, all of that. Um, hmm. And for some reason, it's not even not Christian, but not evangelicals um, on the majority of questions. This So every, on every question, if you're evangelical and make more than that, uncertainty goes down. Um, but the other population, um, the uncertainty mostly the majority of the time goes up. And I just think that was interesting. Hmm. It is. I also, I kind of played around with the, the education filter to see yeah. what that did. And it didn't found, seem to do much. I found not much until you said, um, like, no high school. And then you oh, kind of get, Yeah. Yes, um, okay, that's true. You do kind of get... Um, Seems like a lot more certainty around the things that you, they're supposed to be certain about, according Correct. to the church. Yeah, just so more falling in line with the the status quo. Yeah, I th that's the thing I did right after income. Is I thought, oh, maybe that correlates to education, and that if I and that if I chose like a high education, that that would mm -hmm. show me the same results, but it did not. Interesting. Did any of the responses surprise you, like the from the the data that they show? Um, 
I mean, the, I was so distracted by the questions. Um, let, let, give me a second. Yeah, actually, so I was suspicious of the results in some cases because they they do this survey every two years. There were a few questions where the, the numbers jumped by more than 10% in two years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one was statement 16. The Bible, like all sacred writings, contains helpful accounts of ancient myths but is not literally true. And in two years, it changed from evangelicals 15% agree to 26% agree. And I just thought, what changed in two years around the idea of sacred writings and ancient myths hmm. that that moved the needle by 10% unless there's a insecurity in the world of evangelicalism that makes you want to cling to certainty. Um, I thought the the survey said there are concerning trends and encouraging trends. So the concerning <laughs> trends were the exclusivity and deity of Jesus Christ has gotten better in evangelicalism. Hmm. The historicity and divine nature of scripture has gotten better in evangelicalism, better, you know, according to their standards, objective truth, gender identity, and homosexuality. And I kind of wondered if, you know, what the reasons behind that might be, if it's kind of a pendulum swing or a, or a doubling down, or even just the people who claim to be evangelicals are self-selecting out of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, I was that God accepts worship of all religions. I just assumed it was weird that that was one of the most split ones in evangelicalism. Um, Jesus was a great teacher, but was not God changed 13% in two years among evangelicalisms. That's surprising. Yeah. And so Hmm. one thing I just thought is like, are, are we asking different people the question? When you say, are you evangelical, yeah. did something happen from 2020 to 2022 that different people say yes to that? And I would say yes, for sure. Mm, yeah. Um, so so do the do the trends over time, um, do they, do they uh, are we tracking the same people, I guess? Right. But also when you see, you know, Pew Research does this, um, Mm-hmm. Probably more, um, I don't know, more accurately, or, or they definitely have better questions, I would say. Right. More rigorous. More rigorous, more... Um, but I do see, like, the trends over time that they're seeing, if they're, they are asking the same question and they're seeing a gradual change, then are their conclusions so far-fetched? You know, so mm-hmm. like they're they're worried about the state of things or when things improve, um, they they're celebrating that. But it's interesting to think about what what does that mean that that it is a gradual change over time over an entire population of people. You know. Yeah. Hmm. And I guess mostly I think well I've. I've changed on something, but um, it feels like evangelicals have stayed the same. Or um, they, they say things like, oh, there must be bad teaching in this area, but uh, I kind of wonder what, 
what's actually influencing that um, that number. And of course, as a now heretic who's been mostly attending mainline churches, um, the fact that they just distinguish between evangelical and everybody else seems problematic mm, to me. Yeah. Because there was yeah. a whole lot of non-evangelicals answering things like, yeah, I believe in the resurrection of Christ. So I was like, that means you're a Christian. So... Uh, Christian's not synonymous with evangelical. Yeah, I, it's just interesting to me that they yeah. didn't care to make a distinction. I see. You know, yeah. Are you? Are you a Christian? Are you evangelical, Christian? And then are you neither? Yeah, and it's, I read stuff like this, like you know, surveys come out like this once in a while, or studies or whatever. And like, there's a there's a Pew Research thing from last month in September 2022 about. How in 50 years, a Christianity is going to be the minority in America. Yeah, I saw that. Just with the, the direction things are going. And it's like, I see this stuff and it's like, well, what do I do with that? <laughs> does it does it change me? Does it change? Is it just interesting information? Um, and I guess you don't have to do something with everything you hear, but I don't know. To me, it's, at this point, it's kind of like interesting information just to see how things are, the direction things are going. I'm sure it's a panic mode for some people, but. Yeah, I uh, do think the older you get, the more this becomes the sport is like the, the, the things are going in the wrong direction. Um, the youth are worse than the, than the middle-aged people <laughs> are worse than the older people. And yep. it's all going wrong. Um. Yeah, speaking of that, I did go through the data and I was looking at the, the age gap differences. And and it's it's you know what you'd expect with um the like the folks who like gender identity, for example, and homosexuality, those questions heavily skewed toward the older people not liking those things. Right. And younger people, no problem. And so I, there's always going to be some of that. And I don't know. I'm I'm just more in the, I'm getting more to the point where I'm realizing and in, in, in my understanding of things, which is not perfect, of course, but it's just that there's, there seem to be a lot that, I don't know, things seem to be broader than I thought they were. And I feel like, I've been I've almost spent my life telling God who he is or who they are. Yeah. And not I don't know not listening is not the right word but not concerning myself with who I am and how I'm helping other people. It's just more, yeah. I guess I'm I guess I'm ready I'll let me back up. I'm ready to let God tell me who he is <laughs> as opposed to trying to figure out who God is and tell God who they are. And, and cause I, I don't yes. know. And the more I learned about the way like even modern Christianity has come about, the less I, the less confidence that I have that, that it wasn't that so much of it wasn't just done by men purely for control reasons or, you know, power or whatever. 
And so, I don't know. That's my statement earlier in the episode of, I'm not really sure what I believe anymore. Yeah. I'm just trying my best. I, f- I felt a similar thing when I went through this because I remember in youth group, uh, we did take Pew Research sent us in church. We took a, you know a poll, um, and we were teenagers, and we kind of got a speech ahead of time that like you know, <laughs> hey, we're we're the we're going to be answering as the Bible believing church attending ones, and mm-hmm. uh, so you know, uh, get the answers right or whatever. Yep. Um, and I remember as I was taking that. I took it as if there is a correct answer to those questions and I was looking for, okay, what is the correct answer to these okay. questions? And then when I saw the, you know, if I saw the results, I would say, oh, I can't believe 70% of people didn't get the right answer. Or I can't believe the direction that, that people are heading that are on the right. wrong side. Uh, and I would have been fully confident if the last question was how many of these did you get correct? I would have said all of them. Yeah. And when I was looking at this, I legitimately, I knew what, you know, the questions were, were problematic, but, um, when I placed my answer down, I did not feel like I got the answer correct. And the other people who didn't answer the way that I answered did not get it correct. Um, and, you know, I still sometimes ridicule people who believe differently than me or think that they're wrong or stupid or selfish or they're not thinking. But um, I'm definitely slowly learning. If I've been wrong 10 times in a row and every time I thought I was absolutely correct, maybe I should just stop thinking I'm absolutely correct, stop concerning myself with that and be a little bit more curious about why do people believe differently than me what are their perspectives and yeah can i learn a thing that's very new for me is just can i learn from this person even Mm. if they're i know that they believe things that i i i'm completely opposite on or they've done something wrong at work or or they look like the wrong kind of person if i approach that situation and think maybe I can. They know something that I don't. The answer is always that they do. Yeah. Curiosity is something that I'm really trying to work on having more of, and being less certain. I think there's value in being less certain, and just being trying to be humble about it. Because, like you said, there's so many different ways to approach things in the world, and so many different people and and perspectives we can always learn something and being curious about what that, what, how they got to that point or why, why they believe what they believe. I've learned a heck of a lot more in the past couple of years doing that than I feel like I've learned in a lot of ways before. Yeah. And you know, it's, you're a nicer person that way. <laughs> I mean, nobody minds asking questions, but if, if you just like come in, you know, guns a blazing, you know, you're doing this wrong, then uh, yeah, you're not going to be uh, much of a friend. Your world definitely gets a lot bigger when mm-hmm. other people have value, even if they're wrong, or or there's a possibility possibility that other people are right or have yeah. something to teach you. Well, good news is 
you and I are right most of the time, right? All yeah. That's why people listen is just right. to hear I mean, the correct right. opinions, align their views to ours, so that we will accept them. Because if they're not one hundred percent aligned, we will, absolutely will not. <laughs> and yeah, if they're if they're if they're not sure, we can just tell them what to believe. Yep, being told you're wrong is love, and that's that's what we're here for. Well, I better head out. Thanks for going through that with me. Yep. That was good. I enjoyed that. Stuff. I'll be sending my edits and suggestions to their editorial board for next time. <laughs> get get some better questions from the survey. Yeah. Hey, might, you might want to hire a statistic, statistician next time yeah. who, write, who writes non-biased non questions. Exactly. Yeah. And one question per question. If it's true <laughs> or false. Good grief. Uh, well, at least I I passed the, uh, or I failed, whatever you want. Yeah, I failed the MIA Reformed Evangelical. I thought at the end it was going to tell me, like, wrong. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and give me, a, like, a tract to help me out. You are this out. percent certainly going to hell. <laughs> they, just, they just left me hanging. They were just like, we're not even going to tell you how wrong you are. Maybe I'll get an email. Did I pass? I, I gave him my email. Yeah. You help me out. Well, you, you could go through in the data explorer and compare your your responses and see if you got it right or not. It's kind of tedious, but we could, we could come up with a Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you got something out of the episode today. After every question, it should have Check the show notes in like your shake. podcast app like for all no the links and references that were made. <laughs> if you, if you hit the wrong. Or you can find it all at followingthefire.com. Like when you get your If you'd like to support the show, it. please yeah. go to patreon.com. Slash following the fire. I will. I'll see you later, man. See ya. And of course, we'd love it if you rate the podcast and share it with others. See you later. And I'll give you all my heart. Don't you know it's all I have? Even on my heart. Can't compare with what you're. Almost all my life, but you, you always chase me down.